Hi, everyone. My name's Tom Langan, and this is Something Good, the bite-sized podcast about anything and everything good, for goodness sake. This is episode 12. And today on Something Good, I want to talk about a television show called Making It. So I just want to start out by mentioning that this show, Making It, which airs on NBC, is actually produced by uh, one of the executive producers is an old friend of mine named Pip, uh, who I know from my days working at the BBC here in New York. And uh, so I might be biased because I like Pip. I've worked with Pip at the BBC and after the BBC on a few projects. And uh, I think she's great. I think she's great at what she does. And I think she's got a great sense of humor, which is why she's also uh, one of the executive producers of Kevin Hart's series on YouTube. So I just wanted to preface it by that. I might be a little bit biased. But either way, here's what making it is. If you haven't seen the show, first of all, I recommend it. And it's streaming on the NBC app. So it's really easy to get get a hold of if you want to watch some episodes of it. But it's a 60-minute, what I would call a competition reality show. And what that means to me is, obviously, it's a competition show that's pretty straightforward, but a competition reality show to me is really just a competition where the contestants are, quote unquote, regular people. Um, So these are regular people. These are not necessarily famous people. Um, These are not celebrities. These are not paid actors. It is unscripted. And therefore, I would qualify it as a reality show. So it's a competition reality show, and it's hosted by the hilarious team of Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. So obviously, uh, if you ever watched Parks and Rec, you're familiar with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman's work together. They both acted on that series. Um, If you watched Saturday Night Live, uh, then you're probably familiar with Amy Poehler's work from there also. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nick Offerman is a hilarious human being, uh, and a great actor. And, uh, so he's one of the people that hosts it with Amy. He also is a very accomplished woodworker and carpenter. He is a maker. Um, we'll get into what a maker is a little bit later. Um, but he also has some authority on, um, on, on sort of making, um, and, uh, as a, as a carpenter, he has a, a furniture studio. Um, he has a company that makes uh, handcrafted furniture for people. Um, so he knows what he's talking about. He's an accomplished carpenter. He has built a canoe by hand out of wood. So I think that makes you uh, an accomplished carpenter. And Amy uh, is hilarious and brilliant and somebody who uh, constantly pokes fun at herself over her lack of skill or understanding around the making. Um, community and that makes them a hilarious or a great team basically as hosts of this show um so i i just mentioned the maker community or makers a few times and uh that's basically what this entire show is based around and so so to me i just kind of want to go into what makers are or what the making community is the maker community i should say so it's it's comprised basically of people who would fall into a bunch of different categories, I think. 
So there's crafting, there's people who are crafters, there's people who are metal workers, there's people who are carpenters and woodworkers, and there are artists. And the maker community is kind of a community that encompasses all of those things. Um, One of the people who's actually involved in the show, he runs the workshop side of the show and he appears in some of some of the episodes he also appears in some of the uh digital extras for the show his name is jimmy Duresta. and if you're not sure what a maker is i think jimmy Duresta pretty much epitomizes what a maker is he does a lot of different things and he has a youtube channel um, and if you're not sure what a maker is, then you can go to his YouTube channel and see what he does and you'll find out. Um, but he he's he's a pretty impressive guy. He does some amazingly creative things, built some incredible pieces. Through very different, varied and different mediums, he does metalwork, he does woodwork. He does leather work, he does all kinds of stuff. Um I definitely recommend checking out his YouTube channel so you can get a better idea of what a maker is. If you don't know, um, there are lots of definitions, lots of uh, different opinions on what constitutes a maker on the internet. And, and I think the easiest way is that I think a maker is anyone, the easiest way to describe it is that I think a maker is anyone who makes something that is either you can experience or is tangible. So it could be music. It could be photographic art. It could be a piece of furniture. It could be textile based. It could be any number of things, but if you make something that another person can experience either physically or, or through another sense, then I think that constitutes being a maker. I think that makes you a maker. So I guess technically by my own definition, by virtue of what I do for a living and the fact that I'm recording this podcast right now, I am technically calling myself a maker. Although I would never refer to myself as that, technically that I fall into that definition. So that's I think it's very broad, but I think that's okay. Um. So the makers you see on making it are typically the kind of people who are very, very gifted or skilled. Um, I think I don't want to say just gifted because clearly there's a ton of hard work that's gone into all of these folks accomplishing whatever they've accomplished with the work that they've created. Um, So I don't want to kind of make it sound like they just have an innate ability to do it without having to work. They all have had to work tremendously hard to accomplish what any of them have accomplished uh, making it on a show like to make it to a show like making it, I should say. And uh, so I don't want to diminish that, but, um, but yeah, the makers on making it are, I think some of the best of the best. Uh, they're incredibly talented and impressive people who have worked very hard to make really incredible things. Um, and, and I, I get the impression, although uh, I'm, um, this is some supposition on my part, I get the impression that most of them generally earn a living um, by making things um, or through their, through their making. Um, so anyway, that's, the, uh, that's what the show is. And here's why I think it's something good. 
So the first thing that I really enjoy about the show is that it really embraces the faults of the genre of competition reality shows. And and what I mean by that is it's kind of like an anti-reality show because they address the fact that reality shows, by and large, are often pretty ridiculous. Um, I don't have... I'll, I'll explain a little bit further, but I... Just so you know about me personally and my background, I haven't worked in competition reality programming, but I worked for many years in reality programming for um, television, and I have a lot of experience in reality shows. And so for me personally, I, I kind of find it much more entertaining than most people probably do that. Um, on making it, they sort of make fun of the fact that it is technically a reality show. Um, and I really get a kick out of that. I think Nick and Amy have um, a great time together. They poke fun at the genre of show, the competition reality genre. And uh, and that, that sort of bucks tradition. It's one of those things where I think reality shows have, by and large, taken themselves very, very seriously. Um, in a very unwarranted way. And so I think it's hilarious that they do that. And I, I personally really appreciate it. Um, reality shows typically revolve in my experience. And I'm saying typically, I'm not saying all, but typically reality shows revolve around drama. They revolve around, um, as, as many of my friends from my days at the BBC would remember, they were, we, we used to get asked all the time, what's the jeopardy? What's, what's the jeopardy? What's the drama? Where are the stakes, right? So most reality shows revolve around that. And instead of focusing on drama and focusing on stakes and making it a lot more dramatic than it needs to be making it instead focuses on the craft and the skill of the craftsmen and the projects they're working on and what they mean to the individuals and i find it a much more rewarding watching experience because of that um you know it's one of those thing one of those things, so many reality shows, if you watch reality shows and you think about this as you watch it now, if you hadn't thought about it before or you weren't kind of on the inside of how these shows are made, there's a lot of anger. So you'll see people lose their tempers much more often than they do in real life. And you'll see people cry much more often than they do in day-to-day -day life. And that's part of kind of the unreality of reality programming is that those things are all heightened um drawn you know attention is drawn to sort of those negative aspects the tears the anger the sadness the fear the frustration those kinds of emotive um emotions and emotive responses are are what most reality shows are sort of after um as they're produced what they're looking to sort of elicit from the people on the show and making it is the complete opposite they they very clearly want um, the contestants on the show to thoroughly enjoy their time on the show 
and that is is evident to me and one of the reasons why I really like it. Um, I like that the competitors, uh, and I'm sure they're encouraged to do so, but the competitors help each other. You know, if one competitor is finished early and one of the other competitors is struggling, even though they're, they're kind of fighting against each other, they work together and they help each other at the same time. It brings out some of, it really focuses on what I think are some of the better qualities of human beings rather than some of the worse qualities of human beings. And, and I really love that too. Um, I think also the show focuses on and, and, and really draws attention to the process because the process, whenever you're creating something as a, as a creative person myself, as somebody who makes things for a living, although most of the things I make are not physically tangible. Um, as someone who makes things for a living, I think the process is often more illustrative and more important in a lot of ways, especially to the person creating it, than the end result is. That, that it's about the journey, not just about the destination. And I really like that making it puts a focus on that and they highlight some of the techniques uh, and the skill sets of the different people on the show. So it's not just about the clock and it's not just about will they finish or won't they finish. It's about the interesting processes that the people bring to the table, the ways that they do things, the creative solutions they find to problems. Those things are really highlighted in the show. And I, and I, and I really enjoy that because it's much more, in my mind, true to what it's really like to create something. Um, and, and, I, and I really like it. Another reason why I think it's something good is because it, it, all the competitors treat each other as people. And I think it illustrates when you see these competitors who are all vying for the same prize. When you see them help each other, you realize that competition isn't all about actually really isn't about not even not all about competition isn't about or shouldn't be about uh kind of slaying your competitors or beating your competitors competition isn't about beating somebody else it's about putting forward the best work you can put forward and the way that making it focuses on the human aspect of the people on the show and the way they work with each other and help each other and support each other really, I think, serves to highlight that, that, that the competition isn't about beating other people. It's about putting forward the best effort you can put forward. And that's really what I think competition should be about. It should be less about other people and more about you, because at the end of the day, you can't control what other people do. All you can control is what you do. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I think any competition really should be focused on you putting forward your best effort. Um, and hopefully your best effort is good enough to, to get you the win. And if it's not, then you go back and you learn from that experience and you can improve and grow and maybe get the win next time. Um, and then the other thing, the final thing that I really like about the show is that it has a happy ending. Even though somebody leaves and they're often tears, 
um, especially as you get further along in the competition and all the competitors have been working together longer. There can be tears at the end of the episode because people are sad to see each other go. Um, But one of the things they did, and I don't remember, I honestly don't remember what they did in the first season, but in the second season of making it, at the end of each episode, spoiler alert coming, at the end of each episode, the uh, competitor who was, who, was, uh, who was voted off, so to speak, or who was leaving the competition, the contestant who was leaving the competition, would go to uh, a little sort of house that uh, Amy and Nick have on location where they're filming it and, uh, and would join Amy and Nick's band. And Amy and Nick would sing a little short tune at the end of each episode. And that person would join in playing an instrument. Um, sometimes they were actually playing the instrument. Sometimes it was obvious that they weren't playing the instrument and that's okay. Um, either way, it was, it was funny. Um, but it also was really nice because it was all sort of couched or put in the context of, uh, the fact that Nick and Amy really didn't want them to leave. And so the best way they could think of to keep them there was to form a band. So they had to stay and be a part of the band. And every time somebody left the competition, they got a new band member. So they were never really leaving. They were just going on to something else. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was really nice. It was a really nice way to deal with, uh, to deal with that, um, sort of sad fact that in any competition, you can't, everybody can't win. Um, which isn't really a sad fact, I guess, but contextually, when you see all these people working together, excuse me, Excuse me. Um, when you see all these people working together uh, under somewhat stressful circumstances, uh, you know they tend to form bonds, and and it can be sad for them in particular when when one of their fellow contestants has to leave. And so I just thought it was a really nice way to deal with that, um, to deal with that part of the show. So. I think here's what I think you should do. Um, first of all, I think you should definitely watch the show. It's a great show. It's really entertaining. If you have um, any inclination towards making or being a maker yourself, then I think you would thoroughly enjoy the show. But beyond that, I think you should make something, whatever it is, something experiential, something that other people can experience, whether it's a physical good um, or something you create digitally, um, whatever it is, I think you should make something because I honestly think there are few things more satisfying than being able to say with pride, I made that. That is definitely something good. Thanks so much for listening today to my episode on the NBC show making it really appreciate your time. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Please don't forget to like subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. You can find us on social media at some good pod. And as always, please feel free to reach out. If you have any ideas for an upcoming episode, I would love to hear them. Once again, this is something good. The bite-sized podcast about anything and everything good for goodness sake. 
Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. 